0: to Talk Radio.
1: How's it going, everybody? This is uh, Christian Gravis and Lucas Braduity. We're here with the uh, Tap in the Greater Orleans. This is one of our weekly podcasts. On uh, this week's episode, we're going to be talking about some local high school football. Um, we got a lot of good games coming up this week, and uh, Lucas and I have both so far been to two games. I've seen Portville take on Salamanca at Portville, and Uh, Lucas has seen Portville and Allegheny Limestone go at it, so Lucas, if you just want to start, uh, tell us where were some of the major takeaways from that Portville-Allegheny game. Well, last week, last Friday, I had the opportunity of attending the
0: Portville-Allegheny game, and it was a cool experience, you know, the rocking chair rivalry um, was in full effect, and that's between Portville and Allegheny Limestone, and it's a rivalry between two small schools that actually the trophy is an actual trophy, so after the, the trophy is an actual rocking chair. So after the game, they actually exchanged the rocking chair on the field. It was a big hole, like, big hole thing on the field with the fans, and everybody was loving it. So it was actually pretty cool to see that. But the game itself was not that much of a nail-biter to say. It was a 47-0 blowout, but there was a lot of good action on the Allegheny-Limestone part. Um, you had a lot of touchdowns, a lot of interceptions. And with 13 seconds left... In the first half, Allegheny Limestone actually scored twice with two turnovers in Portville Territory. So that kind of sealed the game right there, and Portville really never got anything going, obviously with scoring zero points. But all in all, it was a good experience. It was fun to be there with the fans. I sat on the Allegheny Limestone side, so I sat right behind the band. So it was a cool experience to see all the fans excited about getting the rocking chair and getting on the field and celebrating with their team.
1: Cool. So, uh, yeah, um, the week before that, I actually got to go see Portville play Salamanca. Um, both teams actually went into this game. This was week one of uh, the high school football season. So both teams actually went into this game 0-7 from the year before. And Salamanca, previous to this game, had a 16-game regular season losing streak dating back to 2014. So they were definitely thirsty for a win, and they definitely showed it out on the field. Um, like the uh, Lucas was saying, with the Allegheny game, there was big plays on, by Salamanca and just really not so many by Portville. Portville had a couple of, uh, you know, offensive, um, you know, they, they had a couple of highlights here and there, but really nothing substantial enough to piece together to get the win. They ended up losing 38-10 to 10 to Salamanca. Um, you know, the the fans, though, they were having a good time. They were glad to see their kids, their friends, family out there, classmates on the field playing. Uh, Portville really, though, um, They're having it tough right now. I know in the first quarter of the game against Salamanca, their starting quarterback went out with an ankle sprain. I talked to him after the game. He said uh, the biggest issue they faced during that game was just the fact that, you know, guys started cramping up. Salamanca would make big offensive plays, and they really couldn't bounce back from that. So uh, this week, though, they're playing at Chautauqua Lake, and uh, Lucas will cover that one.
0: So, yeah, so this week you got Portville heading heading to Chautauqua Lake and the Thunderbirds will take on the Panthers. The Thunderbirds won last week against Frewsburg-Randolph, 30-6. to Portville, obviously, we just said, is 0-2 so far this year. So, Portville, they're really scratching for a win right here, and hopefully they can grab it. But I just, I don't know, Christian, I don't see it happening because they did, not, they did not look strong last week when I saw them. When you saw them, you said they didn't look good, I don't know, offensive and defensively, they don't look like they can get anything going. They have a lot of turnovers. They don't have, like, a go-to guy to make plays. Their quarterback can throw the ball, but he doesn't seem to be too accurate. And I, I gotta give it to Chautauqua Lake in this one, but we'll see what happens.
1: All right, another game going on over there in that Jamestown-Chautauqua Lake area tomorrow night is the uh, Allegheny Limestone Gators are going to take on the Southwestern Trojans. Uh, Allegheny going into this week is one and one. They've had that loss to Olean, that uh, 21-6 loss, and then that absolute blowout against Portville, 47 to nothing. Uh, that they won. As for Southwestern, they've been playing some pretty good football. They won against Chautauqua Lake 31 to 14. They've also won against Silver Creek 28 to nothing. So right now, Southwestern they've been outscoring their opponents 59 to 14. You know, and, and when you look at the points these two teams are putting up, uh, you know they're both significant. I mean, so far in the season, uh, Allegheny Limestone's been able to put up 53 points as compared to Southwestern's 59. But the only difference is between that is, uh, you know, Southwestern, they were in some real bouts with these teams. It was a 31-14 uh, win against Chautauqua Lake. So, I mean, Chautauqua Lake was in it for most of the game. And uh, I, they obviously blew out uh, Silver Creek 28-0. But when you look at Allegheny Limestone's 47-0 win against Portville, Portville's not that great of a program this year. You know, they're struggling. They've been struggling years past. So definitely I'm going to give this game to Southwestern. It should be a good one, though, but I – I think Southwestern is going to continue their winning streak and uh, continue to get that win and end up being
0: 3-0. I definitely think we're poised for a better matchup. Hopefully we're poised for a better matchup in that game than we've
1: you've really been getting
0: before. But I'm heading to another game, another conference game. The Cuba-Rushford Rebels are heading to Geneseo to face the Blue Devils. Uh, Cuba-Rushford is 2-0, and the Blue Devils are 1-1. Uh, the Blue Devils lost last week to Green, Castillo Greenwood, 28 to six. Uh, it's never really a great week when you can't put a touchdown in the end zone. I mean, you practice all week. You want to score touchdowns. When you only get six points, or two field goals, or a touchdown, it's never, it's never enough. You need obviously you want to do more. So, they're obviously going to have to bounce back from that. But Cuba Rushford, they, they look good. I mean, 45 to eight and 24 to 14. I mean, they're outscoring their opponents, 69 to 22. Those Numbers speak for themselves. I mean, they're doing it on both ends, and that's the key to winning in high school. You've got to be able to play offense. You've got to be able to play defense. Um, I would look for Cuba Rushford to stand defeated, but the Geneseo Blue Devils, they're not a bad team. Um, they have – they're not a bad program either. So it could – I'm going to give that one to Cuba Rushford, but that one could go either way, I believe.
1: All right, now – tomorrow night. We have a big one. This is uh, going to be the tap in the greater Olean game of the week. We have the Olean Huskies who are 2-0 and taking on the Maryvale Flyers 2-0. and That's the uh, ECIC Section 6 team at Chittawaga up near Buffalo. Uh, the Huskies, like I said, are 2-0. and They had that 21-6 to win against Allegheny Limestone, and they've also had a 28-13 to win against Fredonia Westfield Brockton team. Uh, they've been outscoring their opponents 49-19. to On the Maryvale side, they beat Cleveland Hill 30 to 24 last week, and the prior week to that, they beat Pioneer 27 to 13. And they've been outscoring their opponents 57 to 37. So now, I mean, when you look at Maryville outscoring their opponents 57 37, you know you got that 20 point uh, difference. And then when you look at uh, Olean outscoring their opponents 49 to 19 points, you have that 30 point difference. So 20 to 30, you know, that's that's close. That's that's, you know, one touchdown and a two-point conversion and a, a safety or something. I mean, those aren't those – aren't, um, you know, those don't happen very often. I did see one in the Portville game, but that's kind of a fluke in high school football. Um, but, yeah, Maryville is a solid team. Uh, they went 6-2 and two last year, and the only two teams that they lost to were Cheetahwaga and Dunkirk. And the funny thing is, is Cheetahwaga and Dunkirk ended up playing each other at New Era Field for the Section 6 Class B title. So with that being said, you know Olean's been or yeah Olean's been playing great football, but I think Maryvale is going to make the long trip down here tomorrow night and uh, walk away with the W. So
0: yeah, I think Mary Maryvale has a much stronger of a program. Olean I think Olean comes into the problem of its local competition. It plays the local competition isn't as great as coming from Buffalo. When a lot of Buffalo teams come out here and play these Southern Tier teams, a lot of times they beat up on them because it is a little bit of a different game. It is different style, a little bit more aggressive. So I would look for Maryville to win that game also coming down here for the win.
1: Yeah, like Lucas was saying, when, when these Buffalo teams play, they're, they're playing teams that have established pro- programs. You know, you look at a lot of these Southern Tier teams, they've got three schools that they're trying to put together just to field a football team. So of those three schools, you're not necessarily getting the best athletes from all those schools. You might just be getting three kids from one school and ten from another and, and, and eight from another school that are just interested in football. So, I mean, it will be a great game, um, but definitely I'm going to look for the Flyers from Maryville to come out on top of that one. And like I said, the only teams that they lost to ended up playing at New Era Field. And uh, speaking of New Era Field, moving to a little bit of the NFL talk right now, uh, I, was, I was actually at the game this weekend. It was nice to see uh, Buffalo Bills beat up on the Jets a little bit, 21-12, to and are currently in sole possession of the AFC East. You heard it here first, folks. It'll be
0: true this week, but maybe not next week, so we had to say it now. Um, That's a big win for the Bills. Obviously, you need to beat the Jets, though. Obviously, the Jets aren't favored in any game this season. That's a big story, but that's a big thing for the Bills. That's something the Bills usually don't do, is we don't beat the teams we're supposed to beat. The Bills always have those type of seasons where we win nine games, but we lost three games we should have won. I mean, that doesn't do anything for you when you could have won 12, but you won nine. So it's good for the Bills to get off on the right foot, beating the teams they should be beating, and... I don't want to say it, but Patriots lost. Does Tom Brady still have it, or is he, is he losing the Patriots? I,
1: I think he still has it. You know, Alex Smith went absolutely ballistic against the Patriots and just had a, a great game. Uh, you know, he, you'll love to see, as a Bills fan from Buffalo, you know, Lucas and I are both from that area. You love to see the Bills win, and you even love maybe more to see the Patriots lose. So just the fact that, you know, you can go around and, and here at school and see all the kids and, you know, Patriots, shirts and hoodies and say, oh, you know, the Bills are in. You know, as fluky as it is, they are in the lead of the AFC East right now, and, and that is because of this Patriots 42-27 to loss to the Chiefs and also the fact that, unfortunately, because of Hurricane Irma and what's going down in Florida right now, Miami, who was scheduled to play Tampa Bay, had to cancel that game, and they're going to play now during their bye week, which I don't know about you, but I don't think I'd want to play 16 games straight.
0: Yeah, 16 straight weeks is tough, but... It's been done before. Teams used to do it. They used The bye weeks used to be set up differently, I mean, with with playoffs and stuff. Teams used to play 16 weeks straight before, but it's definitely not desirable, especially with all this new technology, all this new data on people's bodies and all this contact. It's really not what you want to hear about guys having to go, you know, without a break or something. I mean, you can say they got their break in the first week, but they are playing 16 straight weeks when everyone else gets a break somewhere along the middle. So it was a little tough, but now going on – Still speaking football, I know with the hurricane news with Irma and Harvey, um, the Houston Texans played this past weekend at J- to Jacksonville at home, but unfortunately they lost 29-7. to 7. That was their first game after, obviously, Hurricane Harvey struck the area. Um, J.J. Watt, defensive end for the Texans, raised, oh, I think it's, the fund is 30 thirty thirty million right now. Yeah,
1: he's actually like tripled or something crazy like that, what he makes in a year, just in donations that he's reached out to People on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, wherever he can get his name out there. I mean, he's probably. I think before the season even started, he was Walter Payton Man of the Year. So I think he'll walk away with that one this year.
0: Yeah, I mean, definitely a troubling time for the area, and it stinks not to get a win. But when you look at things, at least someone in the area is doing the right thing. Obviously, not like no one else is, but you got 30 million plus coming from one guy. You know, good things are happening. You know, a win on the football field might not get anything done in football, but bigger things happen there's much bigger of a story at the end but um, with that being said that is our show for this week um, I would like to thank Christian for coming and doing this show and we had a great time um, follow us on Twitter at TAP at Greater Olean TAP um, we'd love to hear what you guys have to
1: say let us know if you like the show let us know if you heard the show we will tweet and reply um, yeah and Like Lucas said, I mean, I thank him for coming out and doing this show today. You know, it was a good time. We like covering this high school sports. It's fun, especially for these schools that, you know, like we said, these these aren't Buffalo schools. These aren't getting, you know, the coverage on the radio stations like they are up there. They're not getting the publicity. So for us to be able to come out here and do this and go to the games and, you know, talk to these players, it really means a lot to them, and it means a lot to us as well. So uh, that's a wrap for today, and we'll catch you next week. Thanks, guys.